You're listening to the Hey Elliot podcast at www.heyelliot.com or wherever you find your podcasts. Okay, yeah, let's just do this, all right? I um, I wanted to tell you the tale of um, the Elliot curse, and for some reason, I've had an entire week off of work. Let me say this. So there's no excuse... <clears throat> There's no excuse for you not to hear the tale. Now, I wanted to write it out nice and carefully and cozy and calm so I can have something to go off of. Because it is a, it is a uh, long tale and there's details that are easy to miss. And I don't want to miss them. But it's a tale that needs to be told. Because it is probably the reason why I do these blocks where I have these ideas that go nowhere, these thoughts that just stop, this desire to continue, but the desire to just lay around is even stronger. Probably because I have this curse, alright, calling it the Elliot curse. I know there might be some people who are not into mysticism, they aren't into uh, any kind of spirituality, any kind of thought that and kismet or fate or whatever you want to call it but this is a tale that needs to be told I need you to understand where I am okay and uh, it looks like I'm not going to write it out looks like we just have to start it out you and me we're starting from scratch with this story okay and I know I touched on a lot of it in the last podcast and the reason for my long uh, my long pause in uh, anything on my website anything at all with my website is due to the fact uh, that I overthink things and I want them to get right I want them to be right and perfect and of course they're never going to be therefore I talk myself out of uh out of podcasts all the time. I mean, uh, let's try to stop saying I mean so much. Hold on, I'm taking another sip. You're going to be hearing this a lot in this podcast because I'm not fucking around anymore, people. Purple. People. People. I'm not messing around anymore. We're going to get through this, okay? I have the rest of today off, so we're going to uh, sit down. Even if I have to pause the recorder and... Uh, take a break to recollect my thoughts all right so uh let me give you up to speed since the last podcast before i begin the adventure that is the elliot curse the elliot curse need to be better with my addiction all right i always i was talking to mr voice the guy that you hear at the beginning of the, the podcast now and i'm trying to explain to him there's certain words that you have to say um let me see. see. He, he, he at. He doesn't say at. He hurries it. I do the same thing. My problem is Elliot. Like, if I know my name, I'm going to say Elliot. I'm going to not add T's in there. And certain words, I'm just going to drop off. That is not the way to do radio. All right. I can tell myself this, but am I going to follow it? Am, is it? am I going to make it easier for the listener to understand while you're doing whatever it is that you're doing? Anyway, let's uh, get you up to speed. Uh, since the last podcast, I had a funeral. 
is this funeral that I went to a part of the Elliot curse? No, it was not a part of the Elliot curse. Uh, the funeral was, uh, my grandma passed away and she has been losing her, uh, losing her mind kind of Alzheimer's, um, for the last two years so she's been forgetting people's names forgetting everything and then uh back in may she broke her hip and her hip uh well the trauma from the break and from the surgery uh made the alzheimer's worse so the next two months she got worse and worse until uh she had to pass so she finally passed away and so that's where i was but it's not part of the Elliot curse she was 93 years old I could have been a better grandson. I could always be a better family member. I'm not going to lie. I could always be a better brother. I could always be a better nephew, better grandson. Well, now I don't have to be a better grandson at all, really. Um, I don't have any grandparents anymore. But uh, I should still be a better family member, which is always tough. So every time a family member passes, uh, every time a family member passes... I always beat myself up. I always kick myself like, why aren't you better? Why, aren't, why, why didn't you send your grandma letters back when you first started college instead of just letting her send you money and you just taking the money? Couldn't you have sent something back? She would have loved that. And now I know that, you know, if she is, if there is a spirit world, she's already forgiven me. Or if there's nothing, there's nothing to forgive, Right? There's no resentments because the dead can't really afford to hold those. So, I mean, I guess, well, her time on Earth as a cognizant human being, you know, I could have been a better grandson. I could have sent her letters, uh, called her. We would have nothing to talk about, but I could have called her. And I'm the same way with my real real parents, my normal normal parents, my regular parents. I'm just... I could always be better. Same thing with this podcast. I could always be a better podcast host. But does it always going to turn out to be that way? No. And one day when the uh, fires of hell reach up to me, I'll have regrets. And that's just the way it's going to be, right? Right? Oh, man, that's a good way to get off. Well, this podcast is... <sighs> this podcast might be a whiny podcast. I'm not going to lie. All right. Actually, I am thinking of starting a Patreon page. Um, maybe if this ever gets picked up somewhere, I could get money. <laughs> that won't be such a regret, right? Tell you the truth. Anyway, I'm getting ahead of myself here. Uh, where do we begin on the Elliot curse? Now, I'm sure five years from 2008, which would have been... 2003 I'm sure a bad thing happened it just was not as traumatizing as what happened in 2008 traumatizing not uh, physically maybe slightly mentally Uh, now was I a good guy in the story no we will get to 2008 fairly shortly and uh, how about I just talk as much as I can about 2008 and 2013 and 2014 because I believe it does 
add to the story about what happened in 2014 as well. Uh, how about this? I'm going to talk for um, an hour and see how much information I could give you about each year. And if I go over an hour, I will set up a part two. All right? And then I'll post that on Wednesday or Thursday. How's that sound? Does that sound good? All right, well, sit back, uh, folks. Uh, Put it in neutral. Um, I don't know what people with manual manual uh, cars do uh, to relax. I don't think they can relax. So uh, don't relax too much. Maybe just bounce between one and two for a while. How's that, that sound? Gear one and gear... No, gear three and four. No, two and three. I want you to just relax between two and three. Don't worry about changing the volume, changing the station. Just relax as you continue your way down the road. And, uh, you know, not even think about what I have to think about. Just, just, just relax and listen. Okay, folks? This is all off the top of my head because I can't write down anything because I have a block. Now, maybe if we explore what happened in 2008 and 2013, we can certainly maybe work through these blocks. Or I could just go and get a, a therapist like normal people. Okay, hope you don't hear me th- swallow too much, but there's going to be sipping. There's going to be sipping throughout this. Alright, 2008. What had happened? Um, let's not talk about anything politics, because this happened before Obama was president. And I'm going to tell you, I think I told you an interesting anecdote about my thoughts there, is that... Uh, once he was elected, because I've always been a flip-flopper or some sort of contrarian, honestly. Some sort of contrarian where I didn't have to pick a side. And I feel like that's changing, actually. As the more and more I close myself in and look at the news and listen to people, uh, the more I'm becoming less of a contrarian and more of somebody with a stance on uh, life and ideas and I might not agree with the system like I'm, I've told you this as well so we're just going to go over everything this is the history of Elliot today I could easily keep flip flopping on ideas and you know but when it comes to democratic party I don't trust the institution of uh, these modern politics but I trust in good people and what they want. That is why, and I'll keep saying this till the day I die, I voted for Hillary. I voted for the people who wanted, they wanted equality, they want monetary equality, and they didn't necessarily vote right. You know what I mean? They didn't vote for, and it was also rigged against them because everyone wanted Bernie. But I voted for Hillary because the people who wanted that equality and they wanted, they just wanted nice things. They didn't want to hurt nobody. I mean, they did, but that's just normal people. But they believed in something that's good. The people who voted for Hillary tend to want 
change in the environment. They want equality. They want open, slightly open borders. I don't know about completely open borders, but... And I voted for her because those people needed that voice. And I looked around and I saw Donald Trump. And I saw the people who liked him. And they were the dank meme guys who didn't want... They don't pick a side. They just... They just want to rip the rug out of everything. And then you have the contrarians who, you know, could look at every single outcome and come up with something that's not right. So they voted away from both parties, which you think you're making a statement by doing that. But I don't think I think the vote for them gets so small in these elections that it doesn't matter. They look at that as an anomaly. They don't. Ugh, what are we talking about here? Jesus Christ. Okay, let's get back to the... Let's get back to the idea again. Okay. Oh, okay. 2008. What's I going with that? Oh, I'm starting to kind of pick a side here. That's the that's point of that. Okay, 2008. Now, I'm going to have to be honest with you. I'm not... I wasn't the best guy. Okay? I'm the... I might be the hero of the story. But that just cuts to my own narration, okay? So in 2008, I believe uh, I had started the radio station. I was Cochise on the weekends. And I had also gotten the okay to... That if I wrote a nice, long, full-length script uh, from this lady, let's call her... Oh gosh, I should write it down. I'm going to write down what I'm going to call her. Because I'm going to make up a name for her. I don't know if she's ever going to listen to this, but if she does, I don't want her feelings to get hurt. So, uh, all right, I'm going to write down, let's call her, what's a good name? No, let's call her, uh, hmm, Amram. No, let's not do Amram. I can't say that too many times. Um, let's call her. Let's call her. Let's call her Joslyn. Okay, there we go. I'm writing it down right now. That is this person's name. Okay, so uh, anyway, uh, it was just before the summer, probably May, and I didn't do. I wasn't doing in this semester, and it was probably last semester before I graduated. I did not graduate in spring of 2008 like I should have because I decided to take less credits. And so and so I decided to spend an extra semester. And now the problem with this semester was I had I had a chemistry class, um, and the professor was from another country, and he was wicked smart, but the problem was, with this chemistry class, it, it was all, like, adding, subtracting, dividing, multiplying, um, chemical compounds, you know, they would have, like, uh, H... H plus O equals HN three zero three, and it didn't make sense to me. 
do you know why it didn't make sense to me? It didn't make sense to me because what is the fucking point? You're adding the alphabet and it's supposed to equal something that makes sense in the real world. I don't know. I did not buy it. I couldn't understand his explanation for it. And so I failed that whole class. And luckily for me, there was a summer school class. There was a summer school class. Uh, that I could sign up for. Now, I thought the summer school class was going to be throughout the summer. But this uh, summer school class pretty much ended the day my girlfriend was supposed to be going on her own back to Disney World. Okay? And so I didn't think I could make it to go with her. So she was going to go by herself. Now, this would have been the second time we went to Disney World together. So, uh, the first one was pretty eventful. It was interesting to get out there. I got over my fears of... I got over my fears of... uh, Oh, what's the word? So, I have roller coasters, fireworks, late bloomer there, but I did it nonetheless. And, uh, okay, well, let's... Sometimes I bounced this idea around with her, and it was not nice, it was not kind, but to be honest, I was hoping with the relationship it was going to be a fling kind of thing, but we kind of um, started napping together and sleeping together and just making each other's lives like one single entity which i would not do again i do not recommend it i think that if you start a relationship you should have at least six years of just casually seeing each other on friday evenings that's that's a true story there anyway uh during the 2007 adventure to disney world This is going to have a lot of branches, so you better take notes. I'll take notes, too, so I don't forget where I'm going. How's that sound? Okay. So, for the 2007 um, time I was at... I was at Disney World. I thought that, hmm, maybe I could work this to my advantage. I followed her, and I thought maybe she might need some help. Uh, with anything emotional or going out to places, needed a friend. And uh, I also thought maybe I could probably maybe hook up with somebody. So I mentioned something maybe possibly doing a open kind of a relationship. Now, this bit me in the ass, okay? Because I couldn't find the nerve to actually close the deal I mean I made a lot of great lady friends don't get me wrong and uh, they're still friends I still have nothing but good things to say to them and uh, I just could not bring myself to go there with them to put it out on the table as I've heard it mentioned before and I just became friends with them now, did my girlfriend kind of have the same problem? Not exactly. She, uh, I remember the night, 
because she had actually moved in with me and my roommate at Disney World because she couldn't get along with that roommate. But she was at that place with a guy who uh, was Eeyore. He was Eeyore at uh, a Disney World park. Now, if anyone asks you, there's only one Eeyore, there's only one Mickey at any given time, okay? Anyways, where am I going? She ended up, you know, making out with this guy a couple times. And, of course, I reacted poorly. Not to her face, but certainly mentally. Because I couldn't do it. And it was, I don't know, maybe one part of me wanted it to be mutual. That we both could not bring ourselves to doing something else with someone someone. So I let that burn. I maybe teased her about it, but I understood what we had agreed upon. And so she was able to do that with him. But I was unable. I probably had opportunities. I'm not, I'm not, I don't know if that's true. But I was able to strike up conversations with ladies. But I did not, did not go through with it. Anyway. Flash forward to 2008. I am in the radio and I have, I have showed up late to the classes. So I had uh, nights, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. I had uh, Friday nights, Saturday mornings, and Sunday mornings. Those are the only times that were available, so I took them. And on these, uh, once you got out of a certain way from my college, you couldn't hear it anymore. And the guy who ran the station, the the guy who was the instructor there, he could not listen to it where he lived. So Friday nights, I pretty much had... I had the uh, entire... I had the world on a string, folks. I could play whatever I wanted. The entire catalog... The entire catalog, I'm saying. I could just play whatever I wanted. All right? And that's where I learned about all these bands, these alternative bands. And it was a great time to do that. And no one checked up on me, what I was playing. I would make sure I had every song. I did every bumper, every little news story at the bottom half hour, or top half hour, every weather at the bottom, every little silly thing uh, for advertising in the 15s but I played songs I only wanted to play Monster Magnet I played Danzig I played uh, Nick Cave just great songs but one thing I would start to do was I would interview people I would uh, bring people from the theater because I was also a part of the theater program I would bring people from the theater program over to sorry when I I don't know if you can hear it but I'm sipping I'm actually drinking wine right now folks so so I don't know hopefully I can get through at least an hour of telling you this story and quit repeating myself so goddamn much alright where was I uh, 2008 I was doing uh, advertising for the plays that were coming up so I would do one for uh, I believe it was called No Exit 
we did one that John Paul Sartre, Hell is Other People's Play. I believe we did do that. Uh, I don't think I auditioned for it because auditions were already there by the time I got back, which I didn't get back from Disney until January 4th of 2008. Unassuming Elliot, 2008. And I also was a bad person because I had this crush on this girl. Let's call her... Oh, we got to get back to Jocelyn, don't we? All right, we're going to get back to Jocelyn in a second. I'm trying to get you to set up to what was going on. Let's call her... Let's call her an old person's name. Not an old person, but certainly someone who's long gone. Because they no longer name people that way. So, let's call her... No, not Myrtle. Now people use Myrtle because of Harry Potter. Let's use... Let's use... Oh my god. Let's use alopecia. Let's call her alopecia. Alright? Alopecia. She doesn't have alopecia. There's nothing wrong with alopecia. It is a problem that people can overcome and live successful and happy lives with. But we're calling this girl alopecia, okay? Anyway, alopecia. Well, let's tell let me set you up her backstory. Because she isn't gonna well, she is gonna come up later, but not much. Anyway, alopecia. Uh I remember the first time I saw her. And I had not started seeing my girlfriend at the time, but I had met her. It was during, no, was it? Wait a second. Wait a second. No, I had started seeing her because she was in the first play in 2005. She was in that one, and it was uh, based on the Marquis de Sade. So I guess... Because one of the guys who was also in the play said, Oh, I think she likes you. You should ask her out. And that's a whole nother story, which I could go into. But I told you I was going to try to go as far as an hour. And I've gone a half hour and I haven't said shit about the curse. So I'm still trying to set you up here. I promise you. I promise you I'm trying to set you up. Because there's so many names or so many mistakes that I've made I don't want to tell you what happened without telling you the mistakes that I made because it would be unfair and even if I'm changing the names of you know alopecia or Jocelyn does not mean that they uh, won't ever listen to this or they don't have feelings themselves so I'm going to try to give how I was then, how I think now. Okay? So, just just be aware. Anyway, uh, alopecia. I met... I first saw alopecia, I guess, after I met my girlfriend. Um, I believe I've said my girlfriend's name before. You know what? Just for... Just for uh, fairness in reporting, we're going to call her... Uh, oh, what do we want to call her? Let's call her, let's call her, uh, um, let's call her, let's call her, oh, no, she might actually hear this. No, I hope not. I'm going to say something down soon that might hurt her feelings. Uh, let's call her, 
And we're going to call her Indy. Let's call her Indy. Indy. My girlfriend Indy. How's that sound? All right. I guess I met... I met Alopecia before... No, I met Indy before I met uh, Alopecia. Now, I remember seeing for the first time this Alopecia girl. Uh... I just remember her uh, auditioning for Guys and Dolls. I was in it. I was just... I had one line. I think I... I don't know. Was it Harry the Horse? And I had one whole line. It was a ridiculous play because none of the guys could dance. Uh, there was a somersault with all the... Because I was one of the background guys that hung out with uh, Frank Sinatra's character. I was one of those guys. And at one point, we are supposed to somersault. And I laughed every time we were supposed to somersault. Because we would somersault like we were supposed to. But I did not know how. So pretty much... <laughs> what I would do is I would just pretty much go down, slam my head, top up on the ground, and just flip over it, and slam on the back, and just my feet would plop, sadly, under the under the hardwood of the stage, and that was every night, and I think we had about four shows, four shows, and I think two were on Sunday or something like that, so... So I could not do a somersault, none of us, because I could hear us all. I know how bad I did, and I could hear how bad the other guys did. And that's all I had to do for a dance, was somersault. <laughs> but that's neither here nor there, okay? I want to tell you about alopecia. Alopecia, I thought she was gorgeous from the second I saw her. From the second I saw her dancing and auditioning to be one of the background girls, or whatever she was going to be, I was like, wow, she is beautiful. And I didn't say anything to her because I was kind of trying to see where this this uh, indie thing would go. This thing with indie. And it was going good. Um, but I, I, well, since I saw alopecia, I was kind of smitten a little bit. I never told her about it. She, I don't think, I think she knew I flirted with her because it was a big flirt with everyone. But I don't think she knew just how much I adored this alopecia. So I kept it to myself. And you know what? Four years in college and high school, it's so long. It seems so long then. It seems so long now. But I only knew alopecia probably about three years of her entire life. But it seemed like a while. And fast forward to um, alopecia. Alopecia is in, uh, and this is probably like a couple weeks before the end of, probably a month before the end of the school term. And she's in, she had just broken up with the guy she'd been seeing. Let's call this guy because he might come back later. Let's call him, let's call him, um, let's call him Ben Gay. Isn't that the ointment? Can that treat alopecia? Can that treat... No. I was trying to think of something that would go good with alopecia, but I don't know. I'd have to Google it, and I'm not going to Google it. Because if I stop right now, we won't begin again. It's taking me a week to get to 31 minutes telling you this story and trying to set everything up. So we have... uh, Let's call him... Let's call him... Let's call him 
Jeremy. <laughs> yeah. Yep, that's it. <laughs> That's as creative as I'm getting. We're calling him Jeremy. Jeremy. Okay. All right. And she was seeing... uh, She was seeing Jeremy for uh, quite a bit, actually. And I didn't see... I had a chance with her. With alopecia. So I just let it go. A flirt word here now and again. But I'd also started trying to lose weight during this time, so maybe that helped. But I don't know why I had to throw that in there. I'm going to throw that in there later, okay? Anyway, uh, I think I might have spent about a year, a little less than a year with resentment because of this. Did I come up with a name for this guy? Uh, I don't know if he'll come. I don't think he'll come back, but this guy uh, from... Disney that he made out, she made out with. Let's call him. Well, let's just call him Eeyore. How's that sound? Eeyore. I don't think he's coming back, but I think I might have still held some resentment towards his Eeyore thing because. Don't get me wrong. Indy and I are still friends. We're still really close. Uh. But we aren't together. But she's a good woman. She's a hard worker. I have nothing bad to say about her. I don't even like when other people say bad things, even though they think they can, because I might have mentioned things that she's done. And it's not always in the best light, because it's my perspective. And like I said, I'm trying to be honest, and I'm trying to also give the people in a story a break, because I can't seem to give myself a break. Anyway, I believe I probably had resentments towards this Eeyore thing. And so this Eeyore thing and this alopecia thing, they were both uh, maybe heavy on my mind. Anyway, alopecia and I were in a uh, in a play that rhymed with blizzard, bluff, blahs. And so she came into the studio on a Friday night, and I decided to talk to her about the show. All right. Now, she had just break it, broken up with Jeremy, the creative name I came up for him. And so she was kind of testing the waters. I would see her working out, because that's what you do when you break up with someone. You work out and get fit. <sighs> anyway. And she was also dating casual, like just dating a guy here and there. So she was actually on a date with a guy. Um, I don't call, let's call him Buttkiss because I don't know if he'll be coming back into the story. Buttkiss. Well, maybe he will later because I guess I have to kind of tell you what happens after the curse, right? Same thing with 2013. So, yeah. Boy, people, I don't know how much of a part of this is going to be, but buckle in. Buckle in, folks. <clears throat> it was Friday night. I forgot what hours I worked, probably about 9 to 11 or 9 to 12. You had to do so many hours at the radio station. Now, Can I tell you one of the problems? 
Yeah, I think I will. I'm going to tell you one of the problems I had with uh, indie at the time. Is that at 2008, we had been together since two, since 2005. All right, 2005. Yeah, because the fall of 2005 was the the Marquis de Sade play, and so when we started going out, I mean, we would you know we would do things. But we would never go all the way. And God knows I tried. I mean, for one of our anniversaries, I took her to the French Pavilion in Epcot. And we had, like, I had duck for the first time. We had wine. That was before, before I lost my mind with booze. This was when I was testing it. Because high school, I was always against alcohol. But we're going to go, we're going to get there. Okay, folks? I don't know how long you're going to be interested in this, but uh, this is a sob story. It's an Elliot Anderson sob story. Anyway, Indy and I, I'll get, don't worry, I'll get to Jocelyn later, okay? Jocelyn is a part of the 2008 curse, okay? So we'll get, actually no, Jocelyn will come up in 2000. And 13, okay? That's a little teaser for you if you want to wait until part two or part three. I don't know how long because I'm not writing this down. Because if I write it down, it's not going to happen. Okay, so the problem with Indy and I is that we did not have sex. Right? And it's what I really wanted. I want to write an article about uh, being sort of a incel. You know what I mean? In high school. I think I'll, no, let me talk about it now, because it all it all makes sense, all right? Are you taking notes? All right, I might have to. <laughs> okay, so I mean, I didn't before high school. I had I didn't have problems when I had crushes that I didn't know how to get to, but I did have uh, things that happened with women. You know what I mean? Like I was. Probably sixth grade, summer fifth or sixth grade, I randomly made out with this girl in the neighborhood. Okay? And my first kiss was uh, first or second grade. So I guess I don't have that hanging over my shoulders in high school. I'm still pretty depressed, though. Because I think I thought just by being a nice guy, nice guy, you got that new quotes, you were going to get somewhere. Well, I. And thank God it's not now. Where, where I could find, yeah, I guess it kind of leads in, where I could find, I, I, there was no like websites you can go on, no chat sources, no anything you can find to kind of help you, uh, stay in your old own stink, as I've been calling it, sit in your own stink, which these in incel people now kind of. They have a support group, but the problem with a support group, it does not tell them they're wrong. All right, support groups should be able to say, "Well, you're a little hot-headed on this subject. Maybe you should cool down and rethink it." But there isn't that in this incel culture, and I was kind of like that. I was, I would say creepy things I thought would work. 
it didn't. I would say stupid things because I thought it would work, and it didn't. And so I always wanted a girlfriend. I always wanted a girlfriend. And I didn't know, I never got one because I didn't, I didn't have the balls to ask. I think probably because I was afraid to bring him home. I didn't think anyone would understand my family or they were going to see the craziness that goes on. So I think that was another reason why I did not get a girlfriend is because I would uh, make excuses. So instead of just saying, well, you've made your choice, just keep on working hard at school, I decided to sit sit and just get upset with myself that I don't have a girlfriend but I didn't have the skills I didn't have an older brother that could say hey this is how you talk to women because he was doing his own thing and he wasn't a brother he was a cousin that I saw occasionally that stayed with us for a year but we were still going in our separate paths all right different paths anyway this is this leads somewhere because you need to know that I wanted a girlfriend for the longest time I did not know how to get them. I also wanted to try the sex thing out because I had not done that either. So for the three years I was trying, we would get certain places, you know what I mean, get get to certain areas of sex, but not quite anything else that was sex, okay? So when we started going out, Indy and I, I would try. I would surprises, roses, uh, tiptoeing, you know, around things she didn't like, like forcing myself to watch. You know, I watched a lot of good, you know, good kid shows, but I wanted to watch more, but I couldn't watch them with her. And then I tried to do grand romantic gestures, like surprise her in the middle of the night or a snowstorm or something. It just didn't go there, and I didn't know why. Um... And it was a frustration on my part, but I was also, you know, the way I was then, I was an angry kid. I am getting better now, but I was an angrier person, and she had to deal with that, and she dealt with that nicely. Um, Did I deserve sex? At the time, I think I did feel that way, but do I ever deserve sex? No. Now, I know that it's uh, not granted to me, it's... It's not something you can pay for with flowers and stuff. It's got to be an expression that both of you make to each other that is um, consensual. But I was a little pushy with her. And so her just up and making out with, uh, what did I call him? Eeyore. Was a little disheartening. Disconcerting. Uh, And so now, that night, I have uh, alopecia. I have alopecia in the studio. We're talking, and she's getting ready for her date with uh, Buttkiss. Not Buttkiss, all right? He's a good guy. He still is a good guy. He's a great guy. Buttkiss, like Dick Buttkiss. Right? Yeah. What a name. Anyway. Uh, Where am I? Okay, so we finished up whatever interview we did. And she's sitting there, like next to me. And now at the time, I was not, I was not completely, uh, I was not completely well versed with the signals. But 
she was giving me a signal pretty handily, okay? And so I had an idea that I was going to try. And uh, I put in the longest Metallica song I could think of. I don't remember what it was now, all right? It might have even been, uh, I don't know, one. It might have been one for all I know. But I put it in. And uh, I knew I was with, what's her name? Indy. I was with Indy. But I couldn't pass this moment up with alopecia because I had been, I don't know, waiting is not the right term, but I had been wanting to share time with alopecia for quite some time. And so I took it. Uh, and we made out. Boy, did we make out. Let me tell you, folks, we made out. I had waited three years. Three years is a long time in college years and high school years. Now, not so much. Three years ago was 2016, and I'm doing the same exact thing as I was doing then. And those years flew by. So I am terrified of the next eight years until I hit 40. So where am I going all with all this? Well, we made out. And uh, then she went on her date with uh, Butt Kiss. And... I guess that was it. That was supposed to be it. That's all I got with alopecia. Alopecia's going to be back. Don't worry, folks. Don't worry. Alopecia will be back. Anyway. And I don't say alopecia as a bad thing. I'm just making up names so it's entertaining to people outside. Now, if I make a, if you're listening to this, anyone I've made up a name for, do not take that as a slight, okay? Because... It's not. You're all good people, capable of love, capable of loving, capable of being loved. And what I did to you, what I did around you, what you did to me is inconsequential to what really happened 2008 and 2013, okay? Because we're all aboard the Elliot train. So I don't want anyone feeling left out or hurt. I don't want to see messages going, I was alopecia, and that hurt my feelings that you called me alopecia. I'm sorry. Okay, alopecia. All right, anyway, where are we? 46 minutes in. Good Lord, have I even... I haven't even really begun to talk about the curse. It's been all set up of 2008. Holy moly. I hope you're... You know what? I hope you're not bored, because if you're bored then you're going to miss out on what happened coming up the summer of 2008. Okay, so alopecia leaves. I go to my roommate. Now, I'm sure I've said his name before, but for this story's purposes, um, let's call him... (laughs) Let's call him Jersey. There we go. We're calling him Jersey. Jersey was the first person I talked to after my um, radio, my radio shift. And he was very, very happy for me. Now, I didn't know what I should do about Indy. I didn't know how I was going to break it to her because I felt bad. I felt guilty, but I also felt like we weren't getting where I needed to go. Okay, now this is 2008, Elliot talking, not 2018, Elliot. All right, this is a ten year younger Elliot, full of his, full of his oats. Okay, 
And I don't think he felt like he was getting where he wanted with Indy and felt a little trapped. And how he reacted was um, probably making Indy and Alopecia hate each other for the rest of their lives. But I went to her dorm and I said, Indy, guess what? Um, I made out with alopecia and I don't want to be dishonest and so I think we should break up and then oh that was bad oh my god that whole I think it was an hour and a half to two hours of my life just trying to explain myself and trying to make her not throw up in the sink and she was just broken hearted crying all the whole time and I don't know how I got out of that room but let's just say by the time I got out of that room, uh, Indy and I were back together. That's right. We were back together. She didn't. Now, a conniving person would go, maybe I should give Elliot a blowjob and he won't go if I really don't want him to go. But no, the waterworks worked, I guess. The waterworks worked for me. Anyway. Anyways. So we ended up back together. Now, flash forward a few more weeks. She wants to go back to Disney World to work because she liked so much the first time. She made so many friends, and she wanted to see them again and work there again because the parks are kind of amazing if you let yourself get caught up in it, all right? I decide, because I talked to Jocelyn, about wanting to make a student film. Now, I knew Jocelyn had helped with uh, when I first started with this guy um, and helped him make his own, uh, which was like a guy talking to himself and in a car. And that was it. It was like 10 minutes. I wanted to make something longer. Um, and I guess I'll have to tell you the... Uh, the origin of Jack's Living Dead Girl because it'll it'll all it all fits in into the curse of Elliot. So as I said, oh my God, that night with Elopecia was amazing. Like I, I I couldn't stop shaking afterwards. I was so excited. I don't do that anymore. I used to up until like last few years I would shake when I would have this moment with a woman, but I don't do it anymore. I just don't do it. It's been broken out of me. And you know what? That's another conversation for uh, 2013's Elliot. Okay? So. Okay, so where are we? I had just not broken up with Indy. And I talked to Jocelyn about uh, making a student film. I was like, she looked at the script. Now, Jack's Living Dead Girl's original script. I'm probably gonna go over this. I'll probably I'll try to go over it further later and uh, more in the future. Not during this. Uh, I don't know. It seems like it's probably gonna be a three-parter now, as long as my setup has been going. But oh, the inception of uh, Jack's Living Dead Girl came in 2004. I was working at a ballpark. Um, with a girl, uh, Starletta. Let's call her Starletta T. Dubois. Okay, that was her stage name she made up for herself at Lincoln High. STD, okay? She made STD. She meant to do that. 
It's true. So Starletta T. Dubois and I, and let's call her Kylie, are working there um, through Mr. Miley. Mr. Miley let us work there. I should write those down, but no, they're not going to come back. Anyway, I was talking to um, Starletta about how uh, I came up with an idea. And it started with just a guy trying to sleep and the shadow looking at him in the corner. And then I thought, because I was an incel at the time, okay? Oh, God, I got to finish that story about the incel, too. Oh, okay. Was that the only woman that would like me or would want me was if she wanted me dead. So I started from that. And it was also I also was big into Buffy and Angel at the time, so I had to make it sad and funny. Okay, so I talked to a few like she helped me with it, make characters, make some silly comments, and the end she helped me, you know, realize it. It was supposed to be a witch. Uh, the same kind of idea was there about a guy getting her angry and upset with him even though he was just being a klutz pretty much so I wrote this script and then I showed uh, Joslyn the script and she's like well he's not very likable but uh, we could do something you know how about if you rewrite it and shorten it up and tighten it up a bit and we'll work on it uh, you know we'll go ahead and we'll try working on it next year and I was like okay sure let's do that so the summer of 2008, I had uh, I had also gotten a job because I didn't know how long the summer school, like I didn't know, maybe I'm lying to myself. Maybe I wanted to have a summer alone. You know what I mean? Maybe part of me wanted to have that summer alone, not go back to my parents, not, you know, bum around with Indy. So maybe there was part of me, a selfish part that wanted to be on his own and on his own i was i became a part-time janitor during the summer at the uh campus and i got the keys and i was trying to give jocelyn updates throughout the summer about it and i get nothing back nothing in return now i don't know if i realized it then but i certainly know now is during this time jocelyn had cancer Okay, now was 2008 Elliot understanding and accepting that Jocelyn had cancer? I don't think so. And I think, honestly, there's part of me who's still a little bitter that hasn't gotten worked out yet. Um, And I don't think it ever will, honestly. I think too much time has passed and he's just either be let, it just just needs to get let go. But for the story I need to tell, I need you to know, Jocelyn had cancer, and I probably wasn't understanding it, but I also wanted to get this made, because I didn't have a lot of time. I know I say it felt like a long time, but I had one more semester left, and a semester after that with Indy, who had to do another semester, right? Good. Okay, so... So, I decided to get a house off campus for the two months, three months I was going to be there. And I knew this guy who was 
from the radio station. I don't think I ever saw him but once that whole summer I was staying there. But, you know, I had to pay so much a month, and it was fine. Just drop your check off. And it was great. It was great for what it was. Place to stay. And I didn't have anything but clothes and hand, and but I made it work because I had a car then and um, I wish I could have used that uh, made it work with other things but like I said I'm a little loyal to a fault I believe and I think I'm still loyal to a fault anyway um, we're almost at an hour and maybe a little I'll find a good stopping point, and then we'll have I'll have to record part two, but I'll have to end this as one podcast because I don't want you looking at two hours and going, "Oh my God, that is a long time to talk." So, man. Anyway, I saw her off. She she was going to drive home and then drive to Florida with her mother. She didn't want to drive alone. And so we made an agreement that at the end of the summer, I was going to uh, fly there and then drive back with her. That was the plan. So she leaves. Of course, she cries and cries. And I feel bad because she's crying. I'm not necessarily bawling. And I have this class. Now, this class, is it dumber than... The class I had with the addition of of chemical compounds, uh, some would say so. But really, all it was about was pseudosciences, which great. I've always been a pupil of pseudosciences from the day I was born, so I had no problem with the class. So I'd have the class, and then I'd go work, and then I would go write. And I had that whole upstairs to myself, which was really nice. Uh, Upstairs was uh, the humanities. Upstairs was where they kept the recording equipment, where they kept the radio station, where they kept the classrooms. And I would just sit up in the classroom, and I would type. And I would have fun writing. Because I had rewritten a script with uh, well, I think I said his name before, but let's, what am I calling him now? Jersey with Jersey, and we rewrote the script, and it was a great night rewriting that script. I don't think I'd laughed so hard ever before that, but we rewrote it, and I knew budgetary we weren't going to be able to do a witch, so I had to start from square one and go, well, what can we afford? Well, vampires. I decided to make it about about vampires and so I went forward with writing the script and how I wrote it was I got I got uh, what was it it wasn't dogma it was uh, clerks I got the clerk script printed out on word and that already had all the indentations I needed so I would use that as sort of a template to how I wanted it set up and then I just started writing it. And I ended up using all of Jersey's suggestions, barely any of mine. Mine was pretty much the bare bones of the story. But the rest was everything he helped write. And now that I look at it, it makes me kind of shake my head. But it was really funny. The words were really funny that Jersey 
came up with. So I ended up using most of his stuff, and I was so excited writing it. And I spent that, and then in the morning I'd also work out, and I would run and on uh, Sundays just outside, and I was losing weight. I dropped to the, the lowest weight I'd ever been, and I was so excited for, uh, what am I calling her? Indy, to see to see that I lost so much weight, you know, because I've always struggled with it. And back then, I dropped probably about 25, 30 pounds before the end of that summer. Anyway, sorry, I'm getting ahead of myself mentally trying to plan this out, because I know we're at one hour, folks. Um... So let me try to find a period in this uh, in this podcast, okay? So where we are is I'm writing a script. I feel like I'm having the best summer of my life because I'm on my own. No one to answer to except rent and writing this script. And I had money. I didn't have to worry about certain school payments because I was still in school. And, you know, I went to a party, talked to a girl. I felt like it should have gone somewhere, but I didn't let it go somewhere because, like I said, loyal to a fault. But, yeah, that's where I am, the beginning of 2008 summer, okay? So this is part one of the Elliot Curse. I will get back to you at some point with part two of the Elliot Curse. So, everyone, I hope you have a good time. I don't know when I'm going to upload this or the next curse. I might just upload them one at a time and say, screw it, and call that a... Call that a lifetime work, but we'll see. Anyway, take care. I will get back to you with uh, part two of uh, the Elliot Curse.